Hey, what's up? This is Danny Russo, and I am here with... Melinda Peters-Elliott. Hey, this, everybody. This is the first episode of the Design Exchange, which you can follow us on Facebook. And we are going to be um, doing a weekly podcast where we're talking about all things design, interiors, and... If you want to us to talk about any topics, make sure you leave them on our wall in the design exchange. So, um, with no further ado, um, I guess I will introduce myself. I'm Danny Russo, the um, original Danny Russo, and I've been an interior designer for the last 20 plus years, and I've pretty much worked all over the world. I was featured in the Columbus Museum of Art last year and also at COSI. Um, which is a Central Ohio Science and Industry Museum, I believe. Mm -hmm. And I took a break from design um, on my own for two years, and I was at a national retailer. So I got a lot of knowledge of furniture and retailing from that experience. And now I'm focusing on my interior design business, and my specialties are always has always been selecting paint colors, wall Wall coverings, if you will, wall treatments. You may know them as wallpaper. We try to not say that word anymore because they've evolved so much that it's really no longer called paper. So I'm going to let Melinda tell her about yourself, herself <laughs> real quick. <laughs> All righty. So I'm Melinda Peters-Elliott. I've been, I've been an interior designer for close to 30 years now. Um, I started right out of college in my own business. Um, started fine designs and interiors in a very small suburb of Columbus, Ohio. Um, it is one of those situations where I, it was always my dream to be an interior designer. So I went forward with that. My whole family were entrepreneurs growing up. I, uh, your father has a photography, he's a, he's a photographer, very, he? very successful photography business. Yeah. Um, my sister and brother-in-law are all, everybody went into business, but me and I, I hung out in the design room at the college that I went to. I went to, uh, a local college here in Columbus, Ohio called Otterbein. And then I transferred down to a school in Georgia, uh, called Berry College. Yeah. Interesting. So I didn't know that. I, I really got involved in the D Georgia um, all the markets and all of the ADAC and, and all of that stuff. Came back home, started my business, and 20-some um, years later, I meet Danny. <laughs> we have to talk about how we met. I don't remember. How did we meet? <laughs> well, we were at an ASID Christmas party. Oh, I remember now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there with my husband and... And, uh, ASID is ours. the American Society of Interior Design, yep. just so we're clear. And a friend, um, of, a friend of ours, Cher, came in and she says, I'm waiting for Danny Russo. Do you know who he is? And I'm like, no, I have no clue. And so he walks in and we end up sitting next to each other. And I think that we um, basically laughed so hard that everyone in the room was looking at us, wondering what we like were doing. we were weird. We had a ball. Yes. <laughs> Um, a lot of times networking events are not fun and I try to have fun when I go to them because we, in this business, our social life is basically a design. We right. eat, sleep and breathe design. Right. Um, we're on our, 
if we're not hosting a party, we're at a party that has something to do with a new wallpaper, a countertop, <laughs> um, floors, flooring. Yep. But so. we get excited over little details most clients um, kind of dread dealing with. And it used to be that you'd go to these events and not ever talk to anybody who was your competition. And, it, you no. know, it was very staunchy and not any fun and... Yeah. They would have wine and cheese, and everybody would kind of like stand in their little group. Oh, and our not industry socialize. used to be known for um, wine and bad cheese plates. Yes, but we have every event is usually focused around wine, and yes. I'm fine with that. Yeah, and beer. <laughs> well, if it's with beer. the contractors, it's with beer too. So. You would have loved Conkus's new showroom. They actually lit up a slab of quartz last night cool. and used that as their bar, and they actually had drafts on. Um, wow, on tap. Wow, neat. And it was so refreshing to see like a non-cluttered, really nice showroom. And of course, they're featuring our favorite, Cambria. Nice, and which have, is my favorite. Yeah, we have some news about Cambria that we cannot discuss just yet. Right. But in a future episode, we'll be talking about that. I put it in my whole kitchen, and I'm telling you, everybody, you if you don't have Cambria in your house, you need to get it. Or any other Caesar Stone quartz product, it's it yeah, is just wonderful. Have you had any wonderful. issues with quartz? I have no. a lot of a lot of clients are asking me about quartz and what the difference is between granite. I'm fully versed in it, but then I have some designers that will tell their clients that it's a softer stone, which is not true. It's actually stronger than granite. I've had people say that it stains easily. I've never had an issue with staining on my end, no. so I. Um, I question where some of this information comes from, but we're here for you to ask questions about if you're redoing your house, if you're a designer wanting to know more information, um, me and Melinda are here to hopefully be a guide, be an inspiration and talk about what's going on in the industry and, um, with our clients, what we're seeing. If you're listening to this podcast and you're, um, Thinking about becoming a designer will probably teach you a lot. If you're also listening to this podcast because you're thinking about hiring a designer, you'll learn a lot about how to work with designers. Right. So, um, with no further ado. So, with it, so what do you do in your free time, Danny? you got to tell everybody. Let's humanize you a little bit. Danny Russo. <laughs> he doesn't run around just in sunglasses all the time in his furry, furry slippers. Well, <laughs> What do I do for fun? Oh my god, I work. You go to the gym. I haven't even been there. <laughs> um, fun for me is just I'm always immersed in what I'm doing in design, what I'm doing with my brand, launching um, a home collection. So I'm always doing something that has to do with design. I love going out to dinner if yeah, I ever have the big time. Big meatballs at Marcella's. <laughs> You guys, they have these these meatballs at this restaurant, and I swear, they're like five-inch diameter. They're pretty much the size of softballs, and they're made oh with veal. Oh, my gosh. They're deep-fried, and they're not a crispy fried. It's just they're very moist. It's a whole meal in a meatball. Yeah, very good. <laughs> um, if you are in Denver, I think you're getting a Marcella's there soon. I believe Nashville's getting one. There's one in two, two in Columbus, a Polaris, yeah. and uh, the, 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 the well, one, you you should come to see us. You have to come to Columbus, Ohio, and and visit. And Danny and I will show you the town. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So what do I do in my free time? What do you? Yeah. Uh, well, I run Gavin around. Gavin is my nine year old, and. Um, 
I do a lot of running around with him. So you're like of, his own Uber I'm, driver. Yes, when I, I am. <laughs> I told her the other day when she was like, "I have to have him to football practice." I'm like, "Just send him in an Uber." She's like, "Danny, he's nine. I'm like, "Whatever." <laughs> but um, yeah, you have a couple kids. Yeah, so I have three nice boys, family. and they're they're wide span, twenty five, twenty two, and nine, and a husband named Mark, and a dog named Elsa, a German Shepherd, and a cat, and a <laughs> house in the right. country. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the country girl. My Danny baby. lives in the city in a condo. <laughs> yes. Um, my baby's Orso. It's Italian for bear. Everybody thinks it's pasta, but it's not. Um, that's Orzo. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And I believe there's something called Osa or Uza. It's a Greek liquor oh, that they know. drink at um, weddings and stuff. I've never had it. I'm not Greek. I'm not an alcoholic. I don't drink much. You're at all. Italian. I'm, I'm German. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> I don't drink. Yeah, we don't um, drink. We just have a big bottle of wine right here. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm actually drinking bubbly water out of my Yeti, which I, I wish I would have brought a bottle of wine and a bottle of vodka because we just did a very hectic um, video sh interview with um, one of our tile friends, uh, David Cohen, and so I think it went pretty fun. well. Yeah, yeah, it was. That fun. was cool when they put their glasses on. Yeah. That was um, fun. And it's funny because we've all become friends from just running in the market. And when you're at market, which a lot of you, maybe you don't know what I'm talking about by market, it's um, a furniture market, but it's a, kind of like a convention, only it's an entire city in the middle of nowhere, North Carolina. So I love North Carolina. It's such a beautiful state. Oh, when I'm there, I never gorgeous. know where I'm at. Yeah, There's know. not many hotels. No. Um, but the last... The whole city turns into a design showroom. Yeah. Pretty so. much, and it's fun. It's a lot. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of walking. A lot of walking. <laughs> a lot of wine. A lot of lot of wine. Lots of wine. <laughs> Copious amounts of wine. They open up. They wheel out bars starting at about two o'clock, and we just go from party to party to party. And they just want you to buy, buy, buy. Yeah, but that's where we get most of our furniture, our suppliers. We also get much of our continuing ed education when we yep. go to market. That's right. Learn um, a lot. Collaborate. Yeah, and there's two big markets in the United States right now. It's um, da, 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 I'm drawing a blank. High Point Market and Vegas Market. My favorite is Vegas Market because it's so condensed and you could do everything in one day pretty much. And you have the casinos, great food. Um, when we go in January, we're seeing Lady Gaga with her new show, and it's very inspiring to see all the hotels and get just ideas on hospitality design. Um, I get a lot of my ideas out of Vegas hotels because they're just so elaborate. Oh, yeah. I love the Bellagio. Yeah, I That's can't. I can't. Cosmo. I love the Cosmopolitan. Yeah, the Cosmopolitan is so my fun. favorite hotel. Mm -hmm. That's right. Um, I love the closets when you open them up yeah, and they have those papers. faces. Yes. Yeah. Um, so. And they also have, um, we're staying at the Palms, I believe, for this next round. And Damien Hurst did a lot of the artwork in the lobby. And he, Damien's cool. known for his over-the-top installations when he does public arts. So it's really going to be really fun to see. So that's happening in January for me. I love the good Atlanta. Atlanta market. I know it like, you know, all the floors. There's three buildings. It's very condensed. But you've got the apparel mart, the gift mart, and the merchandise mart. And they're all on this city block. But I love to go down there. Yeah, Atlanta. Chicago's turned into that. Actually, the owners of... The International Market Center's IMC just bought the Atlanta market. So Atlanta, um, High Point, and Dallas are now all under the same ownership. Nice. Um, and I believe Bain Capital is the owner for that. But mm, anyway, they're 
the hospitality when we go to markets is just so much fun, especially in North Carolina. Yeah. Um, we get to see everybody and just mm. enjoy our time there. Yep. So we're going to continue on. We're going to take a short break and we will be right back with you. We're, you're listening to episode one of the design exchange with Danny Russo and Melinda Elliott. And we're back. You're listening to the Design Exchange with Danny and Melinda, and we were just talking about market and things we've seen, trends we're um, seeing in the market, and we just covered Cambria Quartz. And I figured since we're talking about quartz, we might as well keep talking about kitchens and see what we're trending there. Um, I'm seeing a lot of mixed metals, and that's not a new thing. It's been happening for about the last 12 years, I would say right for right. sure especially with you know the gear towards brass again yes brass has come back but not the shiny shiny right. brass it's right. like a muted we like brush brass mm-hmm. um and it's great square to, handles square handles i like doing larger handles pools if you will knobs in a kitchen mm-hmm. because it elongates your cabinets and just the hardware is typically the jewelry of the kitchen. Right. Right. I usually tell people that even with the light fixtures, you know, and yeah. a lot of people, a lot of my clients ask me, well, if my faucet is satin nickel, do I don't, I have to have satin nickel lights. And I, and the answer is no, no. you don't have to, you can mix that up. So yeah, most, a lot of people are comfortable doing it. Some are still a little afraid to Mm -hmm. i just changed my kitchen knobs and they look stunning yes we use a great company which we'll be talking about in another episode but we might as well talk about our fridges right (laughs) so (laughs) um i posted a refrigerator that i saw at the architectural digest home show back in march and it had a black interior and a lot of people are like oh my god a black interior i would never think of doing that well, you know what? Most of this industry didn't think think about doing it either just until recently. The reason why they couldn't do it or wouldn't do a black interior on your fridge is because LED lighting was not available at the time. Right. And when you do have black, you need a lot more light. Mm-hmm. So putting more light bulbs in a fridge only creates more heat with the yeah. compact um, compact packness of an LED bulb, we're able to add more lighting into a fridge, not mm-hmm. generate so much heat. And we're seeing a lot, even the fronts of fridges, somebody was talking the other day about black stainless steel, which has been around mm-hmm. for a while. Mm-hmm. And it's technically not black stainless steel. It's a treatment that's applied to the stainless steel to give it that black finish. It's like a black matte finish. Yeah. So. The nice thing is you don't see fingerprints, which right. that would make me happy. Right. And, and I was just reading in um, the Kitchen and Bath Design News, they have actual a white matte. Yeah, I saw that from True Refrigeration. Right. Um, and they have beautiful brass handles. They have a matte black fridge with a um, brush brass handle, and it just yeah. looks stunning. Yeah. I was just in Chicago at the Merchandise Mart recently, and um, the first floor was all about kitchen and bath, kitchen and bath, kitchen and bath. Because that's typically the go-to when you're redoing your home. um, The big thing is kitchens and baths. Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of kitchens back in about 2006, 2007. It was all about making the kitchen disappear, not look like an actual kitchen. Mm -hmm. We were hiding appliances. Right, um, hiding refrigerators with panels. Yeah, and I saw a lot of... um, 
kitchens that actually had doors that would come out and they'd be beautiful wood panels and it would cover your entire kitchen so it looked like a wall of beautiful wood mm -hmm. instead of seeing a refrigerator, a stove, and yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. I highly encourage my clients to stay away from drop-in stoves. They're so no, basic and yeah. it's easy to just, um, when you pay attention, you will spend a little bit more money but not much right. by building in your appliances. Mm -hmm. um, we saw a big trend with microwave drawers. Yeah. Um, are you still seeing that? I am. And and it's either, it's 50-50 for the people who like the microwave drawers. A lot of people like the fact that they can pull it out and lay it in yeah. um, and close it up. But children, people with children are still very leery about that. Really? Well, well what kind of paper or what, you know, toy are they going to put in there that There's <laughs> metal, <laughs> going to have a fire, sparks. <laughs> So, you know, you could just imagine what kids are going to put into uh, microwave drawers, unless they have a lock on them, locking yeah, mechanism, which I'm sure they do. But I have an Avantium at home, which is pretty amazing. Um, I can put metal into the microwave, but I have to use the metal tray, and it uses convection technology microwave technology and i think there's a big bright light nice i don't know how it really it's like works a spaceship i've had it for 15 counter. years and i still don't know how to work it <laughs> he doesn't um, really cook because he eats meatballs all the time <laughs> god i wish that were true <laughs> but um we've been eating pretty healthy lately That's good. lots of whole food salmon which is amazing i love just heating up pre-cooked salmon two minutes in the microwave oh. with a little bit of evoo Hey, I'm doing EVO, pizza, EVO. Running on, I'm on the run on constantly, running to football practice, coming home at 9 o'clock at night. Yeah, it's and hard. I And I want the Instapot to cook for me. So, What's an Instapot? Instapot? It's like a pressure cooker crock pot in one. I've seen them. I've well, never it, used a one. A lot of moms are doing this right now. <laughs> and I'm a mom. So I, I live that life very fully. Maybe so. once every two years, I'll pull out my crock pot and make a pot roast. <laughs> every two years? <laughs> Just to... <laughs> and then somehow I clog the drain in the sink. Oh. And it turns into a big production. <laughs> so Oh, I'm crock potting at least I'm... once a week. I'm better off. Just but they say if, if we go back to Cambria or any kind of quartz countertops, yeah. they say not to put your crock pot on the countertop unless you have some kind of a hot plate under it. Why? Just because it's somebody put their crock pot on the counter and it but cracked the countertop. But don't they have the little feet? Yes, it has feet, but they still say to put a hot pad underneath like a trivet or something like that underneath the crock pot yeah because hmm. it might crack the quartz so i well that's know. not interesting i mean just we're going to be going practical <laughs> kitchen advice here we're heading up in september to view the um factory where they actually produce the quartz and see how it's made so yeah it'll be fun yeah i love the education we get with yeah. um a lot of our vendors danny ordered a limo <laughs> I did not. They just—they said we were going in a bus, and I had to ask if it was a school bus or not. And I was With trying wine. to determine whether I should just drive or figure out my own transportation. <laughs> or we might have to have a driver. We might have to yeah. uh, up up the game a little bit. So yeah. anyway, it's, but yeah, kitchens are always fun to work on. It is. Um, There's a lot of details in kitchens. A lot of clients are loving the farmhouse sinks. Mm -hmm. We're seeing that everywhere, yeah. even. 
um, we'll talk about farmhouse aesthetic on another episode, but right. the farmhouse sink is pretty much just a sink with an apron in front of it. And I have a couple clients that are actually trying to retrofit their current granite and install the sink. I hear there was a fire at the Kohler factory, so we're back ordered um, about uh, six months on ordering yeah, those kind of sinks. Yeah, I've heard that too. Um, now, are you specifying single bowls or split doubles? I, I depends on your use and your lifestyle. Right. It's a personal right. preference. Yeah. Um, I, I like a, just a single bowl. If I could go back and redo my kitchen, I probably would just do a single bowl. Really? Having two, I just don't get it. Like the, the point of it is, I guess, to wash dishes in one and then switch them to rinse them in the other bowl. But what does the dishwasher okay, for? Okay. So this is what I do. Cause I am like constantly on a run. I wash my dishes with super hot, the hottest water I can put it in the dishwasher. Now why, why I, even have a dishwasher? Why not just finish the process and wash the dish yourself? Right. Well, I, put I everything have to in. sanitize. I don't sanitize, but anyway, with soap. Yeah. So then I put it in the left side of the sink. If it's a, like a Yeti cup that doesn't go in the dishwasher or my crock pot pan or my cookie sheets, and they drip dry in the left side of the sink. And yeah, I put I a towel in. I can't stand seeing dishes in the sink. It drives me nuts. <laughs> My dishwasher runs probably at least twice a day. Twice a day? I make sure everything... <laughs> I mean, I'll rinse a dish off into the garbage disposal, but I put it right into the dishwasher. Mm. And I'm amazed that there's only two of us and the amount of dishes we go through. You no think kidding. we have a family of like four. Oh, yeah. But, Try having five. <laughs> <laughs> it's like major. Um, so it's it's fun, though. I having mean, a good dishwasher is important. What kind yeah, do you have? I have... I have the only one that has a grinder in the bottom of it. It's I a have Maytag. One too. I think there's some sort of disposal in mine. It's yeah. a monogram. But yeah. there's really only one company that makes all the dishwashers, and I think right. that's Bosch. Oh. Um, no. And they slap other names on. Yeah. Really? Pretty much. Mm. I could be wrong. Don't fact I, check me yeah. on that. But. I think Whirlpool. I think you've got Whirlpool, and Bosch is overseas. Eh, I don't so. know. I always buy American. I buy USA brand. I tell my clients to buy USA brand. So I like to support our American economy. <laughs> so I've got KitchenAid appliances. I've got the matte black KitchenAid where you open it up and everybody goes, ooh. Fridge? Yes. I need to come see this. Yes, I think, did, was the, it there when I was at your it, house? Yes. Last? I yes. don't know. Maybe yeah. we'll record from your house out in the yeah. country one day. <laughs> out in the country by the pool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we are going to be taking our show on the road, so we'll be coming to you from a couple of different um, vendor locations yeah. where we're going to have a bunch of product that we're going to be sitting and discussing. We're going to have guest hosts. Um, like I said, you're listening to the first episode of the Design Exchange. Um, we're on episode one. We're going to take a short break, and we're going to wrap up our kitchen discussion for today. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. You're listening to the Design Exchange podcast with Danny Russo and Melinda Mel Elliott. <laughs> Melinda Peters Elliott. <laughs> um, do you hyphenate your last name? No. No hyphenations. <laughs> Just wondering. Um, so we figured we'd wrap up this kitchen conversation with talking about cabinetry and what's going on in the cabinetry industry. In my mind, in my design aesthetic, there's only two colors of cabinets that you should be putting in your house if you're looking for a timeless aesthetic. Those colors are espresso and 
the antique white that you're seeing everywhere. Those are two colors that will stand the test of time. You can change out your hardware if you want to switch it up. For a while, we were seeing people do a lot of blue kitchens. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually seen a green kitchen that I was impressed with. I just, I, while they are beautiful, and if you do have one, that's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just don't think they're as timeless. They're very trendy. And a lot of people I've had clients go to Ikea to purchase a kitchen, which is the worst decision you could possibly make. Um, We don't like to talk negative about vendors, but and we're not saying anything really bad about Ikea. It's just very tedious to install, and you're not getting a real quality product because... um, with cabinets, you can go the custom route and have a custom kitchen, or typically the boxes come prefabricated. What that means is the boxes for the cabinets are already made. They come in X amount of sizes, like right. a 28 inch, a 30 inch, 42. 36 inch, yeah. 42. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have your toe kick, which is under the cabinet, and that mm-hmm. controls the height of how you're going to have your cabinet. A lot of kitchens that we're doing now, we install in bathrooms to match the kitchen height of counter height um and it's just an easier space to work with right um well now you know i'm looking through uh kitchen bath news and there's this blue kitchen you know mm-hmm. i think that you have to be really careful when as a designer if you're putting colors on kitchens that um it's something that the customer is going to have the home for a long time mm-hmm. because if they're going to be selling anytime soon in the next three to five years really counsel people to go more neutral and um i in I the when i'm in the suburbs because i do a lot of you know things outside of the big city um my clients have a lot of wood cabinets so and i i find a lot of people that have spent a lot of money with like amish made furniture amish made cabinetry they like the solid wood. Um, so in cherry that sense. Cherry cabinets drive me nuts. Yeah. In They're that not sense, bad. That's a lot of builders put in the cherry yes. cabinet. Yeah. Or um, maple. Yes. Yeah. The maple. So I am telling people to, you know, take the maple and do a stain on, on it or lighten up the wood by sanding off the finish. And you can always paint them. Yes. Yes. Um, I hear it's tedious. It's yeah, very hard to find is. somebody who will paint. It is. Do you have to prime the cabinet before you paint it? So you have to sand it. I just Sanding. went through this with my laundry room cabinets because yeah, they were all like stained. And you have to, to sand it down. And then there's this really neat product that I never had heard about before. My client just used on the front door. It's called Floatrol. Have you ever heard of this? I have not heard that name, and I forget the name. So, she just did it on her front door. The paint She was painting her front door yellow, and the paint wouldn't stick. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, did you prime it first? Yeah, you have to prime. But so a, you sand it down, you prime it, and then what you do is you put this Floetrol in the paint. And I got it at Home oh, Depot. It's a mixer. So Floetrol, what it does is it, it helps the paint to lay down. It takes a little bit longer to dry, but it helps it flatten out. And what people need to do is use a foam roller, one of those real mini ones. Yeah. And you roll the paint on with that. So, um, and then I went through and sanded it down. It was like a 220 grit sanding sponge. I did. Wow. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So I, you know, I learned a lot. And I sometimes challenge myself on things like that because 
I think it makes me a better designer oh, yeah. to experience what the process is. I'm big on that. I'm, yeah. I want to know how this is done, how yes. wallpaper is made, how it's hung. Yes. And yeah. yeah. How do they, you know, it's, I love it's very learning good. the processes. I, and I always encourage, you know, people who are in design um, to go visit your vendors and find out how their process is. What, how does it, how does it work? Because you've got to educate your customer as mm -hmm. well. Um, you know, why does it take two and a half, you know, weeks for me to get a countertop? You know, they just t templated. Why does it take so long? So we're in the now, well, now, now society yeah, of American yeah. consumerism. Yeah. Everybody thinks that everything should happen overnight. And in our right? business, everything takes about six weeks to six months to get. Yeah. I'm still getting orders arriving Hopefully next week that I ordered back in March. Yeah, it, for lighting. Yeah, oh, I can't wait to do our lighting. Comes back podcast. to bite, bite, bite us all, and you know, I I think that there's a very important job as designers that we have in order to explain to people the process. Well, what what can they expect? And you say that up front, so that when it's time to do that for them, that they already know what the expectation is for all of this. So Setting expectations is a big thing. It is. It is. It, I mean, for our fees. Tell me what you're looking at right now. I see so, paint on this porch. This is an Antolini. Antolini is from Italy. I know yep, that. Yeah. Um, what they have, like, literally paint on the granite. Yeah. Was this um, granite or quartz? What are we looking at? The unexpected light. Um, Antolini is a high-end granite. Um, vendor it says no worries, and yeah. that's their. I love this ad. It's like you you don't worry about it. So yeah. it's um, uh, protection from etching and staining caused by contact with acid-based elements such as toothpaste. Oh, so we're looking at bathroom countertop. Yep. So you don't have any worries. I can't Antoine. wait to show you Concus. We got to go up there. But um, if you yeah. saw my video on my personal page. Uh, yeah, I was at Concus last night. Yeah, I actually took fun. it down today, but I'm going to repost it next week because we wanted to focus on the design exchange this week. And we were live. I was just live with this morning with um, David Cohen and his brother from Elegant Mosaics. So, and so I want to ask you, Danny, what's your feeling about the waterfall quartz coming down the side? Oh, I love a waterfall ledge. So do you like the I single highly... thickness, double thickness, triple well, thickness? Well, if you're in my world, it's go big or go home. So I have mine three inches thick, which actually was a mistake. <laughs> and they brought it a sample to me to show me how the corner would look. And it looked so bad that I was like, let's go with it and look good. This was back in 2004, five. Oh my my, I feel like it still looks brand new. I'm actually seeing that when I travel, I'm seeing the, that idea of my countertop used in the American Express Centurion lounges. I saw that a couple years ago. So, um, yeah, that's my feeling. Yeah, and we're seeing a lot of the uh, marble, you know, the white with the marble. Yes, we were talking about marble. Yeah. Marble is actually a good product to use in a kitchen. People yeah. are afraid of it. It is a soft stone. Oh, yeah. So mm -hmm. you have to expect that you're going to have extra care for it. Mm -hmm. The same as if um, you had a soapstone. I did a soapstone in the kitchen once, and yeah. doing soapstone – you need to oil it about once a week, once every two weeks. Oh, see, and I don't have time for that. As a busy mom, I think there's a, a certain clientele that that's perfect for. And well, if it looks good ooh. and it's off and you're just in awe, it typically yeah. requires more maintenance. Right, right. Um, so it's a, you have to, it's half a dozen of one, yeah, six of I another. Yeah, I think it's beautiful though. I, I mean, I would yeah. love to have marble countertops, so... Anyway, but yeah, so yeah. we're going to talk more 
later. And I think we're done for um, episode one. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, we are trying, our goal is to make these podcasts about a half hour. I love that faucet. Um, no one. Um, we're trying to make these about a half hour and we're going to be doing them once a week. Again, I'm Danny Russo. You can follow me on Instagram. And I'm Melinda Elliott. I'm on Instagram too. <laughs> My Instagram is Danny Russo. What's yours? Fine Designs Int. I-N-T. Fine Designs, designs in, Int. Int. Because you are Fine Designs and Interiors Limited. Yes. All right. Well, we'll talk at you soon. And thanks for listening. Have a great day. Yeah, have a great day, week. I don't know when this is going to (laughs) post. But we'll talk soon. Ciao. Ciao for now.